Good morning. Welcome to the Groveport United Methodist Church. We're very help happy uh, you can join us either here in person or online. Uh, we have some crucial announcements today, so uh, please pay attention. Uh, there'll be a test later. Uh, next Sunday is Super Sunday, um, which everybody is very excited about, and we would like you all to wear your Groveport logo wear to Super Sunday, whether that's a t-shirt or a, a sweatshirt or something that has the Groveport uh, logo on it. Uh, that'll offset the Chiefs and the uh, 49ers logo wear and hopefully prevent any uh, altercations. Uh, Ash Wednesday uh, will be February 14th on Valentine's Day this year. Our service will be at 7 p.m. Lenten Bible study will begin Thursday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, and this will continue each Thursday evening uh, through Lent. Uh, and I believe the book is available from the office. Is that right? All righty, that's convenient. Scholarship applications. Um, anyone interested in applying for a college scholarship, please contact the church office for an application. And that is due on tax day, April 15th. Uh, Easter flowers, if you'd like to uh, purchase flowers and help decorate our sanctuary, um, please see the insert in the bulletin today. Orders for those are due February 25th. Next meeting of our missions committee will be Wednesday, February 21st at 6 p.m. Uh, all are invited to attend. Collections for the homeless, uh, we are looking for uh, hats, gloves, socks, and those uh, can be made uh, at the church entrance where the greeters uh, meet you each morning. Blessing box reminder, only non-perishable foods and books in the blessing box. Uh, we thank you for support of that very crucial ministry. It is one of our most successful and uh, well-utilized. And finally, a uh, reminder on attendance, please fill out your uh, attendance record in the bulletin uh, Sunday so we can better track our membership. Uh, this is very important, though I don't understand why, but I'm told <laughs> that it is. So uh, please do it. I have Elaine do mine. She would probably do yours too if you asked her to. So now, if you could, please join me in our call to worship and our breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may be. We ask that you find us together in love so that we may bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so they may see the amazing things you are doing for us. Amen. Please open your minds and soften your hearts and join us here in worship today.
Please join me in our responsive prayer. The voice of God calls over the waters. Beloved, receive the Holy Spirit. The Son of God beckons. Beloved, be born of water and the Spirit. The Spirit of God proclaims. Beloved, be born anew this day. The voice of God calls through our baptism. Come, let us worship. You may be seated.
is a time and now is a time in which we can come together as the body of Christ and share our joys and concerns with one another and and of course lift them to the Lord. So I invite you now to be in a time and an attitude of prayer. should be located there in your worship bulletin. If you are at home or even during the week would like to uh, drop us a prayer request, you may do so uh, by just sending us an email at prayer at groveportumc.org. Uh, you can also call the church office and uh, talk to Nancy or, or leave a message for her. And as always, you can uh, drop us a note uh, through the mail. As we go to the Lord in prayer, I would like to remind you that if you feel led by, by the Spirit to, to come forward and be prayed with, uh, you may do so and, and come and, and kneel here at the, the rail and, and someone will be there to pray with you. Let us now be in this most holy time of prayer. Lord, we ask this day that your Holy Spirit fall upon us and open us to your will. To your way. Lord, we know that you see us not just as we want others to see us, you see us as we truly are. And yet, you still love us. 
Lord, on this day, we ask that you fill each of us with with the assurance of your love and care. Empower us this day, Lord, to be bold in our faith and bolder in our love. Lord, because we trust in you, we lift to you just a few of the concerns that are heavy on our hearts this day. Lord, we we lift to you all of those who are recovering from surgery or or recent illness, Bill and Lori, Ray and Doris, Cynthia and, and Donna and Ron, Allow your healing hand to be upon each of them. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we especially remember this day, young Alex, who was just 15 years old, and he recently suffered a a stroke um, while he has been awaiting a heart transplant. We ask for your healing hand to be upon him. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for all of those having financial difficulties this day. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we lift up to you those who are battling cancer. Becky and Tom and Joyce and Jack, Bobby, Doris, Lori and Susan. We pray that their treatments will be effective and their side effects mild. We pray for a release from pain. Be with them all. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we lift to you Ed and Betty, both who are having health issues. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us. But most especially, we thank you for Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and the one who taught us so long ago to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We now have the honor and the opportunity to take some of the blessings the Lord has given us and dedicate those to helping spread his gospel throughout our community and throughout our world. Will the ushers please come forward? the doxology.
Dear Lord, you have bestowed so many blessings on all of us and the people of this uh, congregation in particular. Please guide us and make us good stewards as we use these donations to spread your word. Amen. Now you may really be seated. Would the children like to come up for our children's moment? We have royalty. All right. How is everybody? Good? All right. Okay. Before we get started, I have to do something very important. And that is, I need to turn a fan on because this outfit is hot. I know. I'm hot. So, so, let me see about turning this on. Full speed? What's happening? I see that. Hold on. I turned it up. Well, let me turn it up again. It's not plugged in. Oh! Is this important? Yes? So what happens if I don't plug it in? It won't work? Oh, but if I plug it in, it'll work. What kind of magic is this? Technology. Technology. <laughs> I know, I don't know anything about it, do I? Oh, let's see here. Oh my goodness. All right, well, I'm, I'm trusting you guys. Yeah? Oh, it works. All right. Is that nice and cool? Yeah. Yeah? All right. All right. I'll keep it on low there for you guys. All right. So that didn't work because we didn't have what? Electricity. And without the electricity, it doesn't work. Well, we have something similar when it comes to our faith, and that's called the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, uh, you can think of it as God's electricity. And without the Holy Spirit, nothing's going to really work without it. So we need God's Holy Spirit to come and to uh, give us the power to... Uh, Pray to give us the power we need to read our Bibles, the power we need to do what Jesus says, okay? And so in order for the Holy Spirit to come, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to come. So let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come and to energize us to be good followers of Jesus. Let's pray. 
Lord, we ask now that your Holy Spirit fall upon these young lives so that they may be energized for ministry and mission all their lives. Please, Lord, we, we ask that the Holy Spirit would empower them to love the way you love them, to read their Bibles, and to do what the Bible says. Thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit, for giving us the ability to do your will. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to a junior church, and I will leave the fan right here. Yeah, I better turn it off, shouldn't I? Turn it on. Turn yeah. it on. There we go. All right. Speed. <laughs> All right. Our second scripture reading comes from John chapter 16, verses 7 through 15. But verily I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me about righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can no longer see me, and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will only glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So ends the reading. Let us pray. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask that as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by it. Thank you for your gift of Holy Scripture, we pray. Amen. So I want you to picture with me the year 1998. It was a good year. I like 1998. I had more hair. I'm probably not alone in that. Right? There was a lot of hair in 1998. 
And I want you to now imagine a younger version of me. I'm not, sh I'm not sure, sh sure, sure how I should feel about the giggling. I'm a little concerned now. But picture a younger me sitting in the library at Capital University there in beautiful Bexley, Ohio. And I was experiencing a movement of the Holy Spirit. Now you might be asking yourself, Pastor Rick, how can anybody experience a, a, a movement of the Holy Spirit in a college library? And my answer is, how can you not? No. Well, this is the story that goes with that. I was getting ready to graduate from, from college. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I thought about teaching history. I was a history major, after all. My mom worked at the law school, so I could go become a lawyer. But that didn't sound all that interesting. I wasn't really sure what to do. So I did what many students do when you're not quite sure what you want to do when you get out of school. You decide to go do more schooling. Right. So I had applied and got accepted to a master's program in, uh, uh, in history and uh, historical preservation because I wanted to make a lot of money, obviously. Um, I can tell because everyone who's laughing were uh, 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 liberal arts majors, so they all feel my pain. And in this process, my sister uh, suggested that since I liked history, that I look into the church history program up at the, the Methodist Theological School, the, the Methodist Seminary uh, here locally uh, up in Delaware. And I thought, well, sure, why not? So I um, you know, made an appointment to go up and, and, and get a tour. And when I went up there, the person who was giving me the tour misunderstood the program I was interested in. Instead of, being, of getting the tour for a master's degree in church history, I got the tour for a master's of divinity degree, which is the main degree they give. It's your three-year seminary degree that gets you ready to do, well, this. And as I started on that tour and... The, the, the person was, was telling me about uh, the classes and the preparation for ministry. All of a sudden, I felt a, a, a movement within me. There was no audible voice. Boy, do I wish there was an audible voice. Because I, I actually talked to somebody once who had an audible voice that said, you need to be a pastor. But I, I didn't have that. Um, 
But boy, if I did, I could have gotten a lot of mileage out of that over the years in sermons. But I didn't. I didn't. But it was a feeling, a knowing that this is what I was supposed to do. I had always been active in my local church. I had always, uh, of course, believed in God and, and Jesus and the Bible and all that good stuff. Went to church every Sunday. Helped with putting on their, the contemporary service at my local church. But being a pastor never really had occurred to me. Yet I knew that that is what I had to do. And everything else I had planned needed to be put aside. All of my other plans needed to be scrapped. I needed to follow this new path. And so here I am now, 1998, sitting in the... Uh, a library at Capital University looking over the material from the seminary. And I could feel the Holy Spirit moving me, telling me this is what you must do. I didn't want to do it. Even though I do look pretty dapper in all of this. I really hadn't dreamed about this being a profession. But it was a movement of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's power and presence among us. It is God's movement among us. It is a force unlike any other. Now, the Holy Spirit is present throughout the Bible. It, it is actually mentioned both in the opening words of the Bible and in the closing words of the Bible. From the very beginning, God's Spirit swept over the waters. And we are told that God's Spirit will be there at the very end of time. The Spirit is a part of the Trinity, if you will. It is, it is that third part. Yet it is the part that is often most misunderstood or... or sometimes forgotten about. But the Holy Spirit, it's important. As I showed the kids just a little bit ago, without the Holy Spirit, the Christian life doesn't go. Right? The Christian life doesn't go. It is what moves us. It is what calls us. It is what empowers us, emboldens us. It is what leads us. It is what tells us that God loves us and gives us a sense of assurance. And it is also what tells us we are doing something we maybe shouldn't be doing. The Spirit of the Lord is all around us. 
Now, as United Methodists, we often don't talk that much about the Holy Spirit. We really don't. I mean, we mention the Holy Spirit, but we don't really get too much into the Spirit, if you know what I mean. We, we often want to distance ourselves, I think, from some of the more uh, extravagant uh, examples of, of people uh, who are working with the Spirit. But did you know that the whole Pentecostal movement really came out of United Methodist, or not United Methodist, huh? we're not that old, uh, Methodist camp meetings during the Second Great Awakening in the 19th century. Right? So we have this, this, this uh, uh, DNA in us, if you will, of, 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 of being spirit-driven people. So real quick this morning, I, I want us to talk about how can we nourish the Holy Spirit in our lives? How can we have the Holy Spirit become more active in our lives? Well, the first thing is we have, well, we have to do something. And that is, we have to participate in worship, and that includes regular Holy Communion. Because see, when we come together as the body of Christ, and we worship together, we are opening ourselves to the Spirit. We are saying we want a manifestation of the Holy Spirit to come among us. And my friends, I think many of you know when the Holy Spirit arrives during a time of worship, what a wonderful feeling that is. And you can tell because you can feel God's presence with us. Also, when we participate regularly in, 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 in Holy Communion, we are, again, opening ourselves up to the, the, the Spirit, to God's working, to the mystery of our faith. We also need to pray. Uh, prayer is super important. We need to be, uh, be in prayer. We need to read our Bibles. We need to serve others. We need to serve others. And something else that's super important is, where did mine go? We need to put this down, right? We need to, to, to put this down, put it on silent. Have you ever gone like a whole day without your cell phone? It's horrible. You think your whole life has just ended. What am I going to do with this five minutes of free time because I can't watch a YouTube video? It's amazing. Something else that really helps us to connect with the Holy Spirit is to simply be quiet and to listen to a movement of God. I want to do something with you here super duper quick. We are going to do a quick experiment here. 
Now, no cheating, no looking at your phone or your watch. We are going to be silent, and then I'm going to ask you how long we were silent for. Ready? All right. All right, how long do you think we were quiet for? Who here thinks we were quiet for at least a minute? How about a minute and a half? 83 seconds. 83 seconds. Oddly, 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 uh, very, uh, uh, we were quiet 46 seconds. Yep, 46 seconds. It's amazing, though, how, how over uh, the last few years, uh, researchers have found that our attention spans are getting shorter because of all of the electronics, and how just like a minute of quiet seems like forever now, right? And, and, and I'm sure all, all, all you parents totally, totally know what I mean, and right, a minute of quiet, you're like, oh, wow, right? Absolutely. So being quiet, listening to God. Now, one of the uh, interesting things about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit also leads us, leads us individually, leads us as a church, leads us uh, um, um, as, as all Christians in different areas. For me, it led me into uh, ministry, which I never thought would be something I would you know, do. Uh, as a kid growing up with a, a, a learning disability and a speech impediment, and it never really seemed like public speaking would be something I would want to do, nor you would want to listen to. Um, but it, it happened, because uh, God, uh, through the Holy Spirit, uh, tends to lead us in, in odd ways. I, I've, I've heard it explained a lot like a balloon. So give me a second here, and if I pass out, I have somebody who can help me. I need to do some more cardio. So the Holy Spirit is a lot like a balloon, right? We think God is going to lead us in this direction. But in reality, this is how the Holy Spirit often leads us. <laughs> right? And half the time, you, you don't even know where it landed or it hits Terry in the head. Um, right? And that's, that's with us as, as people, uh, as individual Christians, and even as a church. We don't know where God is leading us as a church. 
And we may think we know, but the Holy Spirit can come along and grab a hold of us and say, uh-uh, you're going over here. And that's the glory of following the Spirit. So, as we are, are wrapping up looking at the, the Trinity this week, know this, the Holy Spirit is vital uh, just as vital to our faith as God the Father and God the Son. But it is something that we sometimes neglect. So let's open ourselves up to a movement of the Spirit. Let us go wherever God the Holy Spirit leads us, individually and as a church. Let us pray. Lord, We open ourselves up this day to your Holy Spirit. Use us where you see fit. Guide us to where we need to go. We ask, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would comfort us in our times of worry and fear and loneliness. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the Spirit, the Advocate, our companion on this journey called life. Amen. This morning, we will be sharing communion together. We will be taking communion uh, in our seats. So very shortly, somebody will be passing uh, first the plate with the bread around, and then the uh, cups with the juice. All are invited to partake in this holy mystery. My friends, lift up your hearts and give thanks to God. Blessed are you, O God, who with your word and Holy Spirit created all things and called them good. In Jesus Christ, your word became flesh and dwelt among us. Through Jesus' suffering and death, you took upon yourself our sin and death and destroyed their power forever. You raised from the dead this same Jesus, who now reigns with you in glory, and poured upon us your Holy Spirit, making us the people of your new covenant. On the night before meeting with death, Jesus, he took bread, he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to the disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. He gave, he gave this to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and upon these gifts. That in the breaking of this bread and in the drinking of this wine, we may know the presence of the living Christ and be renewed as the body of Christ for the world, redeemed by Christ's blood until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at your table forever. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ, broken for you. And this is the blood of Christ shed for you. All is now ready. I'd like to ask the ushers to come forward. And again, you will first receive the stray with the bread. You'll take your piece of bread and you'll hold it until we are all served. And then uh, we will take that element together and we will do the same with the juice. Let us now be in a time and an attitude of prayerful reflection.
My friends, this is the body of Christ broken for you. Take and eat. Friends, this is the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink and be thankful. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord, fill us. Fill us to the brim with your Holy Spirit. Fill us, Lord, with your love. Fill us with your guidance. Fill us with your with your dear and powerful will. Thank you, Lord, for being active in our lives. Help us to be spirit-filled people, not just today, but in each day. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.
Holy Spirit to move you, to move you in new ways, to new places, with new people. The Spirit is waiting. Will you invite him in? Go in peace.